You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is episode number 1081. With over 254 training centers worldwide, Sandler Training helps organizations deliver total selling solutions to improve their top and bottom lines. President of Sandler Training, Douglas Kohler, has more experience, and I'm going to ask him to share with how just 10 minutes of your time can bring about completely different results in the selling world. Douglas, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. 1,081. That's that's quite a track record. Congratulations. Thank you. We're in our ninth year. Started uh, nine years ago in March here on OC Talk Radio. Uh, it's been awesome. So um, I'm excited to have you on the show. But before we talk about the great things that Sandler does for clients, let's get a little better insight into you. Do you have a interesting story you might want to share about your professional path to kind of where you are today, sir? Uh, sure, sure. I uh, bought the, this business 17 years ago. Before that, I was a client of Sandler Training. I owned a completely different business. And I'll, I'll, I'll give the short version of the story. Uh, one of my salespeople uh, brought me into an account. He said, you know, we, we got a live one, boss. And it was a well-known automotive after products, uh, aftermarket product company. And their opportunity, their challenge was they had something, they had something to present to Walmart. They had no idea how to get in there. Short version is that we did. We had the contacts there. We had the way and so forth. We started. So I started blabbing all over my all over the place, uh, throwing up. We we call it in the in the professional sales world and telling them all the wonderful things and how they could go about getting into Walmart. I'll never forget the prospect. Without missing a beat, she looked at me with total sincerity and said, "Thank God you're here." So of course the dollar signs were uh, you know were flashing before my eyes. I thought this was going to be because anything you bring into Walmart in terms of merchandising, which is the business we were in, I was in, is is big. So the short version, and I'm sure a lot of the people on your uh, your audience can can guess that the punchline is that who knows why she said thank God I was here, but it wasn't because she was going to buy from me. What she did do is grab our ideas, and what she did with them, I don't know, but one way or another, she executed them with without us. And I was, I was crushed, I was devastated, I was furious at her and her company, when in reality the fault was, was entirely mine. So it was that that led me on that and other examples like that that led me down the path of seeking out uh, professional sales training and consulting help, which led me to Sandler Training. So, so what niche in the market does Sandler serve? Well, at, at the risk of, and it's a, it's a good question. Thank you for asking it. The, at the risk of sounding ambiguous, which is certainly not my intent, we we don't we don't go after any particular niches or verticals where we do fit best are uh, businesses or organizations wherein the sales or business development effort and results are mission critical. So some of the people. Listening in might think, well, duh, that isn't that everybody? Well, not really. Some companies are so mature that uh, new business isn't really a big thing. 
Uh, some companies might be fat and happy where they are. There's a variety of reasons why it's not mission critical everywhere. So that's one of the elements. Another one is that there, the margins have to be have to be wide enough. It has to be a, either a high product, typically a high margin at least, product or service, such that it it makes sense economically for them to bring in someone like us. Because we're awfully good, but we're also not inexpensive. How do you, as a business, identify those clients that fit that description? We go uh, we go into the marketplace and identify market leaders because they can and frequently are companies that are successful with or without us. But the the hope or the thinking going in is that the leadership, for whatever reason, a variety of reasons, is really is really driven to improve the results even even more so. And it's it, I've become pretty good at identifying markets and verticals and businesses where the margins are such that at the at least theoretically we should make sense um, uh, economically. Mm-hmm. So you know the whole tech world. I mean. Practically, it's literally the entire tech uh, bucket makes sense for us. Uh, professional services, uh, software certainly has high margins. There's, there's a lot of there, there are a lot of businesses that that fit that general description. So, so Douglas, we have uh, in our audience business owners and CEOs of middle market firms, and I work with them directly here in Southern California in the mastermind groups that I lead. And one of the one of the observations that I have made over the ten years that I've been doing this is that unless that business owner or CEO has a background in sales and marketing, generally their appetite to be involved in the sales and marketing isn't that great. Is that that's my opinion stated here on Critical Bass Radio Show? Uh, I'm mm-hmm. just wondering, in your experience working maybe with similar size companies. Is that at all in line with your experience, or are you seeing something different? Well, it, it's a combination of both, and, and that is our bread and butter, the middle market companies. Those are who we work with day in and day out, and the gigantic ones are, are um, on our client list as well, but they're not the everyday clients. So they, the, the owners and typically the founders of those companies who fit the description that you just mentioned, they look to get themselves out of the sales role as quickly as possible. You know, if they start the business tomorrow, there's a good chance they're going to be the salesperson and the, you know, the bottle washer and the bookkeeper and everything else. So they really have no choice. But as soon as possible, they're going to get themselves out of that role. So when, whenever in their life cycle we, we meet each other and we're brought on board, we have to get that business owner and business leader re-engaged. It doesn't mean that they have to hit the streets, you know, knocking on doors or anything like that. What it does mean is that they have to understand the sales process, uh, whatever they did 10 years ago or even five years ago, whatever it may be, doesn't necessarily fit today. Uh, their drive isn't going to be the same as an employee who, you know, this is their fourth or fifth job, and uh, but they, they need to be re-engaged in the sales process. And sometimes it's 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 a bit of a challenge, but we we make that clear. That's a condition of our of our engagement. That leadership has to be involved. That is so true. Um, I had a question from a listener. They asked me, "Do you are you the president of the entire Sandler Sales Training System, 
or are you the president of a part of the Sandler sales training model? It's a licensing system. There's 252, 254 training centers throughout the world. I own the one in Los Angeles, so that's that's the answer to that question. That's outstanding. You know, um, what is it, and we have about three minutes until our break, but what is it about Sandler and the Sandler training system that makes it unique and kind of differentiated in your space, Douglas? Uh, there's a few things, but I'll, I'll, I'll limit it to one or two. Is that well? Number one, it works, but of course that's that's just my opinion. It's because it's based on sound psychological and behavioral science so behavioral science principles of not just the buyer but the seller as well. It doesn't, you know, everybody thinks about the psychology of the buy. Well, there's the psychology of the seller as well that that either helps or doesn't help the the process. So just as a quick example, most of us, the vast majority of us, were raised with the notion, myself included, that it's a very impolite to talk about money, and it's even more impolite to ask about money. Well, we get into business or sales, and one of the things that we better be able to do is talk about money and ask them if, if they have money. In our system, we find that out before we present or propose anything, whether or not they have the money, how much they're willing to invest in this solution, and uh, and, and so on. So that's you know that that speaks very much to the uh, psychological makeup and the belief system of the of the seller. Uh, I'm not aware of any other uh, selling system in the world that would address it from that from that perspective. And in that regard, in order to help someone, and just going on with that example, to mm-hmm. get someone who was raised and let's pretend that person is 42 years old. And they were raised with that message, and then all of a sudden we come along and try to get them comfortable with talking about money. The only way to do that is by doing the behavior, is by doing it over and over. If they break out in a cold sweat the first time, so be it. If it's a little less painful the second time, that's good. You know, and if it takes 10, 15, 20 times before they completely change their belief system, well, that's great. They'll, they'll, they'll have a supportive belief for the rest of their life. So it's, uh, we, we deliver in an ongoing incremental growth, long-term, um, uh, long-term benefit type of, uh, of process. We're not in the quick hit business. Bring us to your sales meeting once or twice a year, and, and we'll make magical things happen. Right. And, and we're going to take our short break here. And I'm, I was wondering uh, if you would be comfortable in the next block after this 30-second intermission, if, if you would sort of help our audience of CEOs and business owners running middle market companies to sort of understand the basic building blocks of the Sandler sales training system. Are you comfortable doing that after the commercial? Sure. It's a little bit challenging to to convey it, uh, you know, in a, in a short format, but we'll, yeah, sure, we'll do our best. Okay. Absolutely. I, I, think, I, I think you guys clearly have a differentiated approach and model. You've touched on it in the previous segment, but I, I want to give you the opportunity, if you feel comfortable with it, to just sort of help business owners to understand why this is a lasting change that the Sandler training system can bring into a company. So we're going to do that right after a message from me. 
If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, all of our shows can be heard anytime. We obviously are live here on the octalkradio.net stream, but also we are on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, a variety of other podcasting platforms, YouTube as well with our videos. And uh, if you'd like to start listening to our show as a podcast, simply type in Critical Mass Radio Show into your favorite podcasting platform. And like magic, our weekly shows with outstanding guests will start showing up. You know, since we started this show in 2009, we've reached hundreds of thousands of listeners through the live stream, the podcasts, and the YouTube videos that we do. So, Douglas, before the break, I teed up a question which is kind of the building blocks of the Sandler sales training system. And I recognize I'm asking you to sort of impromptu high wire act this, but could you help the middle market CEOs who maybe aren't familiar with the model, sort of the the power behind the model and how it's put together? Sure, sure. Uh, I'm going to start with the following, and and we'll see where where we go from there. Uh, I think one of the core principles, if not the core principle of the of the system, is that it gives the the seller the not only the skill set but the mindset to get and give truth and clarity every step of the way. So what I mean by that, it's not just getting truth and clarity on whether or not the other party is going to buy. You know that might be the ultimate truth, but there's you know if there's a five meeting process over the space of two months or whatever it might be, there's dozens and dozens of pieces of truth and clarity that that need to come out for the interaction to be productive. So as an example, you know, determining who the decision maker is. Well, if you happen to find yourself in front of a person who is not the decision maker, in many cases, not always, but in most cases, that person is going to uh, in, with intent, with ill intent or, or not, is going to present themselves as the decision maker, even though they're not. So, whether or not that person is intentionally lying is really besides the point. The fact is that that's not the truth. So, we deeply train and coach people on how to get past that first misleading um, uh, direction from the prospect and get to the real truth behind it, which is that. Well, they, at this stage, they're the decision-maker, meaning they could get rid of you, but they can't give you the business. And if they like what they hear, they're going to bring you upstairs to the real decision-makers. Then now now we're getting closer to the truth, that, that type of thing. 
whether or not they can afford the solution that we're that we're suggesting or anybody is suggesting you know and and all of the other dozens of pieces of truth that are that are important where our our system is based around a deep deep probing communication model wherein we're telling in fact it's kind of ironic because right now it's it's a little uneasy for me because I'm doing a, a lot more telling than we're than I otherwise would. If I were calling mm-hmm. on you right now, I wouldn't be doing any of this. I would be <laughs> everything. Every, every word out of my mouth would be a question, not a statement. Uh, but this is a different this is a different forum. A- anyway, so that it's very very deep probing to find out how deeply the problem. Let's say it's a it's a it's a software situation. And the prospect has uh, old and clunky software that's slowing down productivity. Well, we just finding out that it's slow and clunky isn't nearly enough, although it is for the vast majority of software providers. Our clients will go 10 times, 20 times deeper to find out how deeply it's hurting them mm. to have this clunky software, how what it's doing to their productivity, what it's doing to their stock price, what it's doing to the... Uh, prospects of them going public, or whatever the situation might be, that they're the the person in charge is at risk of not getting the promotion that he's been counting on, and he's uh, planning on buying a new house based on that promotion, and now that's in jeopardy. I mean, that's personal. That's personal. That's a lot deeper than our current software is slow. So we look to move the dialogue all through to the interest of getting truth and clarity and pass the intellectual level down into the prospect's heart and gut to find out how deeply they care about it or not. Uh, thank you. I, I thought you, you've helped us uh, begin to differentiate your system over maybe uh, not a system and certainly over maybe other systems. You know, one of the one of the things that I have learned about your selling model uh, from others who employ it, uh, frankly, clients in my community, is this concept and and tell me douglas if if this is something you can talk about briefly here on the radio show this idea that the prospect needs to always be kind of moving through through the sales process whether that's moving forward or moving backward there needs to be motion on the part of the prospect is does is, am i saying that in a way that you yep. can expand on it yes and, and and that's a good way to put it because if they're moving towards a no, and I'll, I'll I'll go that way because everyone can relate to someone who's moving towards a yes. If someone's moving towards a no, we want to get them there as quickly as possible. So we don't want them stalling along the way. We don't want them sitting in you know sitting in neutral somewhere in think it over mode. If their energy, if their feelings, if their thinking, if their whatever is leading them or directing them towards a no towards us. We want to do everything we can to help them get to that no right here, right now. So getting them in motion in either direction is, is absolutely is absolutely essential. And, and we just touched on another thing that answers your question from before, is that I'm certainly not aware of any other system in the world that so strongly encourages our clients to go out there and, and get no's from people. So could you put a finer point on why that's valuable to get them to know more quickly? Sure. The So let's pretend that we're seeing a prospect today, and their buying process is typically, or in this case, is going to be a, a two-month ordeal where they're going to talk to three others, 
and they're going to have presentations, multiple presentations, and they're going to spreadsheet it, and they're going to compare, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that. In the meantime, we're just there. We're just in the mix because they need a stalking horse. You know, they need somebody with a good reputation, but they don't have any intention of giving them the business for whatever reason. If that's the truth of the matter, that is very unproductive and even arguably, and not arguably, it's it's not profitable for the prospective provider to be engaged in that sailing process for that make-believe example that I just gave. Why on earth would you want to be in that in that dance for two months when, from hello, they really didn't consider you a viable <laughs> alternative? Uh, that's a great, great that's productivity. A great, yeah. I'm sorry. That's a great example. No, no, no. And, yeah. And so so we find that a, you know, a no is typically just a tiny bit less productive and profitable than a yes. Wow. So so um, the, the, I wish we had some more time here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast with you. We only have about two minutes left in this segment, and we're really, I think we're starting to um, have a conversation that business owners who aren't involved in sales um, could appreciate in more detail as well. You know, one of the messages that I'm getting from our interview here today on the radio show, Douglas, is that the sand, and tell me if I'm on point or not, feel free to disagree, please. I don't want to misbrand you. But one one of the messages I'm taking away from today's interview with you is that the Sandler sales training system is really designed to help the selling organization to discover and uncover the truth within the sales process. Is, is that an accurate statement? Yes, that, that's a good way to sum it up. Every step along the way in the sales process, yes. Because you, sometimes if if it, I, I find that ahead. salespeople don't really understand the buyer's process, and without knowing the process the buyer is using, I'm not sure how you control the selling of your process into that decision-making system. Yeah, and and, and yes, and I'll, I'll even add on to that. A, and the, on a deeper level, understand, have the wherewithal to understand what they're truly thinking and feeling. Because process is an intellectual pursuit. It's important to know, absolutely. But what they're feeling is, is you know, arguably even more important. People buy based on emotion. It's, it's done all the time. If you help them uncover that they're hurting enough Without your solution or your product, whatever you do, they are far more likely to make a decision quicker. They're far more likely to give you the business. They're far more likely to eliminate competition, to take price out of the equation, and all the other nonsense that that uh, prospects do in the in the buy sell interaction when it's left at an intellectual level. It, it seems like. To your earlier point of of not being satisfied with a kind of a surface answer to a question, to continue to probe and and seek to understand a deeper level, it, it sounds like to me what the Sandler model is helping a sales organization to do is really bring the full potential value of their solution into the minds of the prospect through the selling process and not just be satisfied with a superficial answer to a pain question and move on, but rather stay there enough times to recognize, is my solution really a good fit for what their real issues are within this company? Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yes, and, and the, the uh, tale to that is that they, we will help them come to that conclusion. We're never looking to convince anybody of anything. Just through our questioning and through our guidance, we're helping them come to a conclusion. 
no is fine and and so is yes whatever the right conclusion is <clears throat> it'll right. be their conclusion which is a lot more powerful than us jumping up and down and telling them all the reasons why they ought to love us and you said something very insightful which uh, i'd like the business owners who are listening to to, to kind of really understand and help hopefully their salespeople will as well my sense of what you said earlier about how you're doing more talking than you normally would, you would be more questioning. It's actually the person who is asking the questions is truly in control of the conversation, in a good way, is in control of the conversation, not the person who's giving all the answers and spending all the time talking. It really is the thoughtful salesperson who's asking smart, accurate, intelligent questions that really is guiding the nature of the conversation. Do you agree with that? Completely. Completely. That. that- that sums it up. Yep. Well, this this has been a kick in the pants. I've enjoyed this a lot, and I really appreciate your willingness to let us inside the Sandler sales training model and how you're deploying it here in Southern California. And what I must imagine is a very important market for Sandler, Los Angeles, being such a large, large um, city, etc. And thanks for being a friend of the program. But before I let you go, if someone would like to learn more about your system in Southern California. How do they find you online, Douglas? Uh, thank you. It is Douglas Colker, and if I could, I'll spell that. D-O-U-G-L-A-S-K-O-L-K-E-R.sandler.com. And we, we are my newest hire, who is younger and maybe even brighter than I am, uh, lives down that way, so Orange County is very much in our in our turf. Oh, I, I need to, I need to meet this young man then or young woman. So if you could make that happen, I would appreciate that, Douglas. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for your time. Welcome to the Critical Mass community, and thank you for being a friend of our program, sir. Thank you very much. All right. I'd like to thank our engineer, who's also the station owner. Nine good years together with Mr. Paul Roberts. This is our anniversary month, so <laughs> we'll be partying all month here in octalkradio.net and Critical Mass for Business. Our outstanding producers, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, let's start with LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. If you'd like to look at my company's website, it's simply criticalmassforbusiness.com. If you want to connect with me on Twitter, why not? CEO Peer Groups is my Twitter handle. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a very positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.